Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. This show is about the movers, the shakers, the candlestick watchers, and everybody that's making Web3 as wonderful as it is today. Who are we and what's the show about? We have a special guest who's flying in all the way from, I currently understand she's in, in Dubai, but more importantly, uh, she's joining us here on the show because she's got a breakthrough company called Drive. We're going to talk a lot about that on the show today. Before we begin, once again, I'd like to remind everybody uh, to please use those emojis, blow up that button, choose the, the blue color heart emoji in honor of our guest who's on the show today, and a little about who we are at, at Lunum, who the the team that's bringing you the, the show. Adludum is a trailblazer in the Web3 investment space, functioning as the world's leading gamified NFT integrated Web3 investment platform. The company's platform provides seed pad access, hands-on advisory, and NFT integration, enabling users to transform the community growth. In short, Adludum is the all-in-one Web3 eco investment ecosystem, empowering early-stage startups from tokenomics to community growth. When you're in on Thursdays, you're listening into Diving Into Crypto, but if you're in on Tuesdays, you'll be listening to our sister show, The Future of NFTs, hosted by co-founder, Natya Besta. A few hygiene announcements. Please remember, if you have heard a gem from, from our speaker today or on the show, or you, you, know, you, you have something that, that has really touched you, feel free to use those emojis, those icons to let us know that you enjoyed what you've heard. And then, of course, without a doubt, tweet about it and let the world know that you've heard something fantastic on the show today. Uh, one last thing I'd like to uh, remind our speaker to please set your phone onto the do not disturb option. So in case a call comes in, we are not disturbed from the show. For the rest of us in the room, uh, in case we get cut off due to some technical glitches from the gods of tech, Come back to Adlunum INC and you'll find yourself a new link to jump back in. All right. So at the end of the show, yes, that's the last part. Thank you for reminding me. My team just reminded me at the end of the show, we're going to have uh, a small segment for question and answers. So keep those questions ready for uh, our guest today, or you could tweet them and my team will pick that up as the show goes along. Now, that being said, please put your uh, emojis together and welcome uh, Phil Dosh, who is the CEO of Drive. Drive is a decentralized ride-hailing platform powered by blockchain with the intent of empowering value creators within our ecosystem. And that includes drivers, riders, and community developers, basically everybody who's in the room. Drive plans to disrupt the existing business model and remove corporate intermediaries involved in transactions. Effectively, this is Uber on Web3 but more, right? So before we do that, let's welcome Fredosh. Fredosh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for the invite and thank you so much for a very beautiful introduction. So stoked, so stoked that you have that you're on the show today. This is our first show of 2024, and we're so glad that you accepted our invitation to be on the show. 
So uh, for those, without further ado, please do tell us um, a little about yourself and what got you into Web3. Yeah, uh, hello everyone. Thank you so much uh, for the invite and I'm glad I'm the first speaker for your 2024 uh, first session. So um, thank you for the invite again and hello everyone. I'm glad to be here. Um, so my name is Pradoshit. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Drive. Uh, as you know, in the introduction it was mentioned, Drive is a decentralized Uber on chain. And that's what we call ourselves for the sake of simplicity, Uber on blockchain. Uh, but to start with who I am, where I come from, I come from India, uh, a very small town in India. I come from a core finance background and my journey of building drive is a very personal journey, which is very much linked to my own personal life of being someone who was always afraid of public transport. And that's how I got to know about Uber in India ever since they launched in India. I'm a super user for Uber in India, Kareem in Dubai, and that's the only way I commuted. Uh, and as a rider, I always was aware of problems that I faced, uh, but it was when I got closer to the problem statement, it just made me realize that there's something so much wrong happening in this industry, and I want to change that. And I guess I went crazy about this whole idea of building something that could improvise the livelihood of drivers which in turns also make our life as a rider better where you know we always speak about this that a happy driver equals to a happier rider and that's what we aim to uh, deliver as well as drive that uh, we give the value creators back what they deserve so yeah that's pretty much about myself of you know me being crazy about building something like this. Well, well, that's fantastic. And I want to dive more into what you've just shared with us and how your business model disrupts the existing system, because we we know the big players. Uh, you know, you you know, as you've mentioned, Uber in India, I understand also that Ola operates in spaces like this. And then across the different states, you have uh, maybe smaller um, you know uh, ride apps that, that come into the way and then if you said you're you use Kareem you'd be using you know Lyft in in the US you'd be using Grab in Singapore and you know different ones across various places uh, but but before we get into the entire business model for those I, I you know I'm certain our listeners today want to want to understand right um, you know what was that moment that you thought that web3 is the space to be for me what was that moment when that switch See, I, as I come from finance background, I worked with a hedge fund before I started my journey of building drive and I always knew about Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency. I was part of a team who was doing research to see how we can trade Bitcoin at that time uh, and what are the legality of it. And so I, I knew about it for a very long time. Now for me, Web3 was not something because of which I built drive. In my journey of building drive, when I was looking at the problem statement of, you know, uh, centralization in its core and how it is impacting both driver and rider. And the bigger problem is about someone being the controlling authority who controls everything and anything in the ecosystem. And that's when I came across why Bitcoin was also created. Uh, the whole financial ecosystem mm -hmm. was suffering, uh, still suffered from centralization. And that's a very core that Bitcoin wanted to change that, you know, 
if the money belongs to you you should True. have full control over how i spend the money who i send the money that's a very basic uh, you know uh, with which the whole idea of bitcoin came into existence and then i was able to resonate the whole idea of why, why bitcoin was done for the financial industry resonated with my idea of why i wanted to build something which can solve issues for driver and rider and then you, if you go and start mm-hmm. reading about blockchain as a concept or bitcoin every every other book that you go read because i come from finance and i was also a nerd i started reading more about this industry everybody kept mentioning about okay. imagine uber on blockchain and that's what okay. caught my attention like why are people talking about uber on blockchain what it can do uh, i want to look at that yeah. to see if there's a there's a solution out there for my problem statement because as i said i come from a core finance background i had no technical knowledge and that very statement brought me closer to blockchain mm-hmm. as a concept like okay now i think there is something out there with this concept because there's all, already a proof of concept in the form of bitcoin the same thing can apply to other industries as well uh, so yeah that was my moment when i read about imagine uber on blockchain <laughs> Awesome. Okay, it seems seems like to be a deeply motivated story. I'm, and I'm, but I'm certain there's also something. <laughs> I'm certain there's also something that was was able to to you know when when you had that spark within you uh, and you said you've come from a finance background. How did you get your 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 wonderful team together? Uh, you know when you decided to go go ahead with this. What well, what was that? What was that story like? See, um, for me, when I thought like, and it, it's not like that I wanted to build something out of this. I always say this, that I'm an accidental founder. I never aspired to be one, but the whole idea of drive became so personal to me at one point that I was like, I didn't care about the job I had or the background I had. And I just knew I want to build this because I knew that if I wouldn't do this today, someone else will do it tomorrow for sure. and i didn't wanted to regret not having enough courage to go and you know start working around this idea so i i just had this idea like i want to build this uh and but i didn't know how to do that so the first thing i started looking for is people when i speak to them who also understand what i'm trying to build and they don't feel that okay obviously they should feel that i'm crazy enough that i want to go ahead and uh, compete with something which is too big enough already but could also resonate with the whole idea of why we need a platform like right why i want to build something so that was this like when i started pitching this to like one of my colleague back then who became my co-founder first co-founder surya and i pitched him the idea and and it was not a pitching in a way where i said like let's build this i only pitched him the problem statement and he's like why don't you build this and that's how we became co-founders about building the product together and slowly and gradually we started meeting more people who were able to relate to the problem statement who came together and are still with me working on building this platform is can you relate to the idea of why i want to do drive uh, because at that point when i started building drive i didn't have money to pay to people but i just wanted people who could believe in the idea of why i want to do this and are you crazy enough to walk along with me was the only thing that i had and i'm glad to have a team that i have today who still feel very passionate about the idea uh, they still believe uh, in the same vision that i had like long back when i started with the idea and even today we it's not me alone who's carrying the vision but the whole team who's carrying the vision along with me now 
Oh, that's that's brilliant. And that's, you know, in every entrepreneur's journey, I'm, I'm certain that that's the one point that they really want to hit where you, you know, you have not just your team, you literally have uh, a, a family of people that, that support the idea. They're moving with the same goal, they're moving with the same orientation. They feel the same way, the same passion about what's being built. Yeah. Right. So um, <laughs> hats off to you and your team for being able to, to, to get that together. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, super. So moving to moving a little more into the business, right? I mean, we we understand that that it is, uh, you know, um, a business model that is that is understandable. That that uh, it's it's common. People understand how Lyft works, Uber works. Uh, but this there's we only see what's what's on the surface, right? Okay. Um, and right, and and Drive has come in in a way to disrupt that system. Now, without uh, you know, you don't have to dive into your secret sauce. Though we'd love you to, right? <laughs> but in 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 what way uh, is Drive making that difference to the other stakeholders in this entire system? Uh, we're talking about, of course, the 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 drivers, and then of course the users, and then then Drive itself. See, uh, when I got closer to the problem statement of that, this is not the problem about ride-hailing companies charging huge commission from drivers or user paying more fare or different fare at different point in the time. I realized the core problem exists because someone had a profit motive in the fare that is being paid by the rider. And that's why all the manipulation happens that, you know, people uh, come charge in di different prices, search pricing is a very common example of how price manipulation happens. Commission that drivers are paying is a basic example. All of this happened because there is a profit motive involved in the fare and that's what we wanted to do in the first place is remove our profit motive from the fare because if i don't have a profit motive involved in the fare that a rider is paying and if i can enable the system where driver get to earn 100 percent of the fare that a rider is paying i will be able to build a transparent and a fair ecosystem for the ride hailing space which is such a far-sighted dream for this industry as a whole so that's what we did at drive we work on a zero commission model where driver get to earn 100 percent of the fare that you pay that doesn't mean we don't have like we don't make money or we're doing this for charity we work on a very basic subscription model where driver pays subscription fees to get access to the platform but after that every ride they do the money belongs them when you do that and you don't have a profit motive you become more fair and transparent to both driver and rider and that's how you build an ecosystem where, where the value creator, which is driver and rider, they're not just sharing value among themselves, but the reward also stays within the community between driver and rider. Right. So you're completely eliminating the 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 profit motive that comes there. The 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 driver, of course, who's really the the, the hero of this entire equation, right? Without whom none of this system works uh, you know you you have enough people right you you have enough people but you always have for example an, an alternative you want to hit your lift with somebody you know you you can take a metro you can take a bus you right uh but but putting the power into the hands of the drivers of course of, of you know um uh, a system that continually encourages uh, a, a supply side uh, that comes in from actually the the person delivering something yeah 
right. So, so, so that's of course that's of course empowering and and you know unique in that sense. So, so when it comes to the utility of blockchain, because you're you're using this particular system to to create transparency, how does that work for somebody who may not understand blockchain? Like diving a slightly a little deeper into yes. uh, this particular aspect. Sure. See, uh, from the ride journey aspect of how drive works, it's very similar from the front end of the UI of it, like, you know, as you book a Uber or any other platform. Although the experience is a little different, where we are trying to decentralize the whole matchmaking, where you as a rider can choose how much you're willing to pay, uh, which driver you want to travel with. Also with drivers, we allow them to decide for themselves how much they're willing to ask for a ride accept and reject the right based on all the details that we show to the driver. So there's this more of a transparency in the first layer that we build for both driver and rider, where we show them that the, this uh -huh. is the minimum fare you should be paying for the ride. But if you want to incentivize the driver for a ride, you can do that. You can choose your driver, choose your fare. Uh, so the choice lies with the user. So, you know, instead of how Uber and other companies allocate a driver to you and say like okay this is a driver he's gonna come and pick you up we allow you to make that choice for you so your preference can be anything like i would prefer a highly rated driver if i'm traveling late at night however if i'm not in a hurry i will prefer someone who's charging me less this is a very personal preference which is not present yet yes. in the system nobody allows you to do that and that's why sometimes we get frustrated when we are in hurry and we get a cab which is 10 minutes away. Nobody asked me if I'm in a hurry. Uh, so that's a very basic of a choice that we're bringing back, your freedom to choose for yourself. Uh, but all of this happens using smart contracts. So the very first thing that is how much you should be paying for the ride, the fare estimate is done on chain where we use smart contracts to do the fare calculation and show you how much you should pay, making sure that we don't manipulate the system. There is no additional multiplier that's been added by the system and you pay for what you're getting. So you can always go and verify how much I paid for what I paid, which you cannot do ever with any other system. You can never go and ask like why there was a surge price. Tell me why you can never know that. But here we give you absolute all the rights to verify your own fare. You as a rider always know how much a driver made from this uh, journey. But the whole ride journey is something that gets recorded on chain for both driver and rider and even general public at last to verify your friend rides. So there's the utmost transparency and fairness in place. Uh, before the ride start, we do the fare estimate on chain. And as soon as the ride ends, based on the actual parameters, like how much actual distance and actual time was taken, we do the final fare calculation. There's a whole audit trail of the ride that gets uh, recorded on chain, but as well as the fair calculation is done on chain. Okay, so you're you're giving, of course, the not just the driver the benefit. You're also giving the rider the option to choose from. Yes. Uh, you know the the type of the type of rider that that they would like to go with. You've described a couple of situations in 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 which there is. Uh, you know, so this seems this obviously seems something that puts a lot more power into the hands of even the commuter right okay. even the even the rider yeah super i mean uh, what made you think of that uh see uh, uh for me uh you know when i because uh, i only compute using ride hailing platforms so as i said like uber and india and Curry. sometimes i feel that right. what i need nobody cares about that 
it's a platform for decide mm-hmm. absolutely everything for me i am only allowed to decide where i'm getting picked up from and where i'm going absolutely every other decision on my behalf has been taken by the company uh, they decide which driver i travel mm-hmm. with they decide how far which driver the ride should be allocated to and sometimes we get into this vicious right. circle where we get a cab then the driver is far away he will cancel on the ride sometimes the driver is very close and i am not ready so i will cancel the ride so to save a user from that vicious circle where there's a mismatch mm-hmm. between what is driver's expectation what is my expectation because both of them are human and both of their human needs mm-hmm. are not taken into consideration when there's a match that is have taken care by uh the ride hailing company and that's why i thought like you know human preference is missing from this ecosystem i cannot decide for myself uh neither do driver right. can decide for themselves so a lot of time cancellation happen and this all started with my own life in bangalore where every time you book a ride it will take you minimum of 3 to 4 attempts to actually board a cab because first time you book a cab the driver will ask you where are you going how much you're paying is it cash can you pay in cash then they cancel the ride on you yeah because those are the information that is very crucial to the ride journey that is never been told to them so there's a forceful allocation of ride then there's a forceful allocation on ride for me also so i said that when there are two different parties involved in this transition let them make their own choices that way you reduce the number of cancellation uh they both have a willful acceptance in place let them make that willful acceptance for themselves so that's why i felt like the human choice of what i want is missing and right. we want to bring that uh, it is very basic of you know taking you back before the ride hailing company uh, existed where we used to go on road talk to the taxi drivers and negotiate with them in person and mm-hmm. get into a mutual contract and that's what we say like we want to bring that to the application now fantastic so this is this is a lot less like simply uber on blockchain it's a lot more like uh you know an airbnb on blockchain <laughs> for for people who are commuting okay we can say that uh, um, it is basically building a marketplace for both driver and rider to choose for themselves uh, because uh, at the end of the day a platform should be able to make that uh, create a place for people where they can interact with each other and choose what suits them the best and not force you to be allocated with someone super right no, no and i think that that's you know that's that's also um it's an interesting point because in the uh in the evolution of these these taxi apps you you know you're beginning to see more and more people wanting to have Uh, a personal preference with the driver they want they would rather you know go with this a driver that they have a good experience with they'd like to utilize the person again and again especially if they they're on the same route or you know have a sort of fixed time uh they 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 feel a lot more comfortable True. uh you know you having that ability to do that yeah right so and that's a that's a trend you're observing across also i mean since uh, with, with drive Uh, see, uh, at this point, we don't have this in place where you can save a preferred driver for yourself and request a ride from that specific driver. Uh, we have that uh, a feature which is, uh, you know, in the pipeline that we will have where you can save a preferred driver. And next time I want to request a ride from my preferred driver, I'll be able to do that. But I completely agree that people, once I have like a better, uh, you know, rapport with a driver, I would want to see if I can travel with the same driver. 
and that's a feature i have been i have thought about very long back in my own journey of you know building right that i want to have this feature because at one point if i'm traveling with one driver i just get comfortable and i'm i'm, I'm fine and have like more confidence on this driver and i would want to travel with this driver we have that in our pipeline where you can save a preferred driver and request your ride from that specific driver okay i mean so so great i mean that's a that's a feature you've heard it here first ladies and gentlemen this is a feature that you can look forward to using your drive app uh down the line right and you know if you put in the request and so that fridosh and her team are going to be uh, going to be working on that in the next update that comes up yeah fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> all right Super. Okay, uh, Fidosh, I know that you, you know, you obviously reward the driver. There's something more for the commuter as well. But I know that Drive has got something of a ride and earn program, which is which is sort of unique. Yeah. Um. Can you can you tell us why this why this came about and the the difference that exists with Drive compared to what some of the others are offering? See, uh, in my journey of welding drive, uh, I always knew that this is a very capital-intensive industry. A lot of people who have built mm -hmm. different platforms have burned a lot of money to get users and retention costs are very high. Now, how do you bring loyalty right. in this space? Because people are indifferent between two different applications that they use and they only care about the price. Uh, who's charging me less? Uh, because most of the time you end up getting the same kind of car or same driver driving two different uh with two different platforms and that's when i said that because we don't charge commission and we don't have a profit motive why don't we build a referral program for both driver and rider and a cross referral program where you can refer each other and earn every time they take a ride so that way if i refer you to the drive application every time you take ride i make money now this way i am motivated to uh, build a bigger network for me tell more and more people about drive and also tell them to use drive because every time they take ride you make money but more beautiful part of this is when a driver refer rider because drivers tend to travel with the most active users in the platform uh, in the industry as a whole right. so whenever they meet a new rider with like uber or other platform they convert them to a drive uh, rider and say like why don't you use drive here's my referral code download the application and next time they take a ride this driver make 1% of the fare that the rider pay and it's a lifetime earning that you open for yourself so the bigger the network you have the bigger source of passive income you open for yourself so it's basically like you know network building uh, and everybody is motivated to build a bigger network for themselves like we have drivers who have alone like referred 500 600 rider for themselves and that way you know wow. you open a passive source of income uh, but also a community strong who always keeps telling each other like you know use drive i've been with drivers uh, a few times where they said like you know please keep using drive because i keep i keep all the money that you pay uh, which in itself is such a big motivation <laughs> for me as a user when That's someone beautiful. tells me this uh so that was the whole idea when we built the whole referral model around drive is like it's a very capital in intensive industry we don't want to walk the same way like others did we want to build a more mm -hmm. community owned you know a network effect community based platform and not like any other centralized platform you know so it's 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 very heartening what what you just said in terms of when when the driver himself is is you know recommending it to 
uh, his customers because it is uh, it, it's more benefit for them. And I, I think often we ignore the you know right. And I'm, I'm glad that you've put your that drive has put this up there because that's one of the key segments we often ignore. I mean, for those of us that you know may ride a bus or take a take a metro, even when we even when we fly, right? Yeah. When's the last time? When's the last time we, we paid attention to the security guard or somebody who's standing at a counter or somebody who even drives the cart in the airport from point A to point B? We don't we don't see enough of the world or enough of these people to be able to to often you know reward them in some way or show our gratitude in some way. Most importantly, right? Uh, and and this seems to be a very very good way to to do that to empower them to to give them as you're saying another source of income. So yeah, yeah. wow, <laughs> super good. Okay, um, so I I know that you you know you're lo- you're looking to expand. You've been I think uh, you'll have been in in business since since 2021. Is that right? Yeah. Super. Okay. How has the journey been then so far? I guess uh, journey, uh, like you know, it, it's a roller coaster ride, uh, and you never know when you're in something which has to do so much with the physical infrastructure, not just the digital world where you have like cars, drivers, roads, humans involved. It's a roller coaster ride. I always say this uh, it's a roller coaster ride, but we are very fortunate in terms of being able to reach out to driver make them understand what drive space, why it was built and why it was built for them in the first place. The whole idea of drive exists today and drive as a business exists today is for the very reason because of a conversation I had with a driver that made me change my whole perspective about this industry. And we were fortunate enough to make that go, uh, drivers understand that, that the whole narrative. And that's how like, you know, we started. Uh, it was November 2021 when we started with 25 drivers. Uh, in Bangalore in India to a time now we have 35,000 plus drivers in the platform and uh, it's been a very uh, very interesting journey uh, but uh, we were I- I'll say I'm very grateful for the uh, kind of the traction that we have got specifically from driver community and the kind of uh, support that we have got from drivers be it by you know when they refer riders they tell riders about drive as a platform so that's very interesting. We have, you know, from day one, what we had drive as an application to how much we have improvised based on the feedbacks that we have gotten from both driver and driver. We've been able to implement that, and make the application better and better. So yeah, uh, it was quite a journey. I, I can imagine. And like, you know, we've been you're saying that you started for 25 and you've gone to 35,000 and in that span of time, that's that's absolutely phenomenal growth. Um, you know, certainly that, that's not something that could have been easy. So building that brand from the bottom up must have really, really taken a lot of work, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what was that journey like? Uh, see, uh, because uh, as I said, like, you know, drive was always very driver centric and I wanted to like a lot of time people say like, okay, you only focus on driver, but I go with this whole motto and a lot of rider also resonate with us uh, with time that a happy driver is equal to a happier rider. Uh, and that's what we, you know, with time also saw in the whole journey of building drive where people try to understand like why. I need drive as a platform. Why I should even use a platform? Does even like, you know, having a choice of choosing a driver matter to me or choosing my own pair matters to me. Uh, but slowly, slowly, yeah. gradually, we were able to see that difference where people were like so glad and happy about making those choices for themselves. Like, oh, 
I can do that and I see the difference when I do make my own choice of choosing a driver driver did not cancel on me driver called me and said that you know don't cancel the ride I'm coming and picking you up those are the kind of testimonies that we have gotten from our customers uh, which is very rewarding for us and you know I guess even if for me it is it was always very basic uh, simple that even if we can impact one driver's life I guess the purpose is uh, um, you know reached like what I want to achieve uh, that even if we can impact one mm-hmm. life so we always talk about this changing lives one ride at a time so we concentrate on one ride at a time and make sure that we change something in this industry and uh, it's not that we want to go aggressive about growing so fast we took a sweet time to expand in bangalore in india to achieve the whole brand value uh, test a lot of theses that we had because i still remember in early days of driving an idea before it got launched everybody told me uber on blockchain for a very long time yeah. i stayed as white paper no app no white paper <laughs> turned into a real world product and when we actually launched it was so much pressure to prove that something like this can exist in the first place and can work uh, so yeah <laughs> So, so um, to 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 dwell more a little on that part, where did, where did you feel the pressure was coming from? Was it from you know your your investors? Was it uh, proving that the concept would work? Was it buy-in from the drivers? I mean, I what, paint that picture for us. Right is very important uh, because when you are building mm-hmm. something in the Web three space, you have a crypto angle, and you get a lot of pressure that uh, bring in crypto. If you don't have a crypto as a payment, you're not a Web three company. That's a very very <laughs> basic my uh, you know uh, that we have in this place. Like, okay, you don't have crypto payments, then how your Web three company? I'm like, okay. Uh, so all of that always you know put pressure on you. Like, when are you bringing your token to the application? Um, but i always mm-hmm. knew that there is a time when we do certain things and i was always focused on phase by phase implementation uh, be it on the web3 side right. then you always have this question come on the web2 side like why do we need a web3 version of this so it's a it's a mix of both the world questioning you about certain things that web2 world obviously question you like why do we need a web3 version of uber uh, why do you need that and web3 guys like why don't you bring crypto to the application so all of those you know how do you navigate that uh, it's a it's a very important thing and don't get consumed by it like okay because everybody's there's so much noise about it like do this do this do this will you do that just because there's so much noise about it or will you keep doing things as per your own timeline and your own road map of how you want to establish yourself as a brand um so yeah that's right. a, that's a big question that you have to find within yourself interesting no, i you know so, so the the journey of course is one that that that's been a rocky road and yes of course pun yeah pun, pun intended right take full credit for that <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but but it it does seem it does seem to have been a herculean task to be to you know to have gotten to where i've gotten um curious also to 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 understand when it comes up uh you know when you you're know, going up against uh, giants that have that have built this space you know broken ice maybe even some government agencies mm-hmm. or quasi government agencies that have existed or that that do exist for these taxi services um you know is is there some pressure from that side as well from those from those entities as well or you know are they uh, fine with uh, a collaborative approach see uh, i believe every industry go through 
changes okay and it's a time for mobility industry also to go through change it's been a decade of what we have already been using and uh, it needs change it needs more upgrade i will say and right is an upgrade to your ride hailing experience and that's what we are building uh, now i never said that and we don't even believe that we are here to uh, compete with someone we are trying to build our own space of how a decentralized mm-hmm. mobility as a whole can exist and uh, right. when we speak about government agencies specifically officials that we are been speaking with because you need a license they are very uh, acceptable of the fact of what we are building because this is something that drivers are asking for a very long time there like cases going across the globe uh, we keep hearing about different uh, you know court cases that are uh, in different part of the globe where drivers are asking for this different stuff like if we want to earn more if we want to know details of the and when they are showcasing that this is what we are bringing at least government bodies are very supportive of what we are doing uh, in terms of competition right. yeah you keep seeing they are send giving some very high offers and all of those things but now we are used to that to see whenever we start a campaign we see someone else doing like a similar campaign giving like a better pricing and all but we know it's like a short term mm-hmm. thing and Uh, we have now know how to navigate our ways, keeping true to our own goals of what we want to achieve, and not getting bothered about what's happening with others. Uh, so yeah, that's how we have navigated our own way in this jungle. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. And you know, I'm certain that there's no GPS that that teaches you that this is something you've got to, you've got to learn on the fly. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, to to pave your own road to be able to do that, right? absolutely all right well so more, more power to you guys over at uh, at drive ladies and gentlemen once again use those emojis if you've heard a gem i've heard so many there's you know there's so much to learn from this particular journey um you you have to understand that you know you you've got a team that's that's disrupting um the uh, a space in industry that most of us just take for granted we we don't recognize so that's that certainly is Uh, a fantastic story of a very david and goliath uh, you know sort of analogy happening here um to 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 dial back a little for those to what you're saying in terms of um when it comes to the riders when it comes to the the drivers right and both of them having uh you know the the opportunity to 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 supplement business to expand business uh, at the same time uh, there is always a question when it comes to web3 about security and uh privacy mm-hmm. uh and this is a challenge with with everybody in the industry i know it's 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 not a unique one but i understand that the way uh most companies that are in the space deal with it is starting to become very unique mm-hmm. so could you tell us a little about how drive approaches that aspect when it comes to you know security and privacy yeah so there are two aspect to this one is the human aspect and the other is the data aspect okay i'll talk about the human aspect like specifically the concern comes around driver mm-hmm. getting on board into the platform how do the onboarding happen how a driver gets in a becoming drive driver is a very basic where mm-hmm. we take care of compliance very seriously where any uh, any driver that on goes to the drive platform we do a kyc on the driver criminal check and a background verification on the driver before we on board the driver so that's a very basic check that we have implemented across before we on board a driver and also we have like security measures throughout the ride journey uh, like you know share your ride uh, 
emergency support for driver and rider to get in touch with us during a ride or if anything goes wrong we have a support team who take care of uh, you know any driver and rider related query uh, across the right. 24 hours that's a very human aspect of it now coming on the security aspect mm-hmm. which is more like data like you know people are booking rides the rides are going on chain what if someone gets information so there are certain specific uh, data points that we know has to say stay anonymous and we keep them anonymous uh say like which ride mm-hmm. you come to quoted what fare uh and uh, right. not putting public locations uh hashing the locations which is very important because it will get easier for people to then track and uh find out who's traveling from where so those are the information specifically location related information that we uh encrypt uh during the ride journey making sure that mm-hmm. uh, what needs to say private stay private and there are certain things that yeah. can stay public so you need to have this differentiation between what stays public what stays private uh, because we live in this world uh, where people <laughs> have you know different intentions and you need to as a company be sure about uh, even though like you're a web3 company we live in a world full of humans uh, with different intention and we need to preserve as much as we can uh, so we also took care of those aspects while building the whole architecture okay so yeah so it does go pretty deep uh, and i think that you you know from from what you've explained you've covered you've covered most of the bases where uh your privacy and security is concerned uh you know uh but um, at at the same time this is that is that something that gives you sleepless nights do you think that hey you know what there is uh, how do i protect this even further see uh with time i made peace uh, i used to have this thought for a very long time like because there are people traveling at night and specifically like i'll give you an example every time even today when i'm traveling at night coming from an airport mm-hmm. uh, my mom she's like I, and i have this habit okay that i fall asleep in the cab and uh, my mom was always worried <laughs> like please don't sleep please don't sleep and someone from my family will keep calling me to make sure i, I did not fall asleep because there's a uh there's a concern uh, and uh, that's right, something i'm yes. telling you you do absolutely anything if something has to go wrong and as you know um i being a woman i'm telling you this you try absolutely anything if something has to go wrong it will go wrong no technology in this world at this point where we are living can save you from right. that what we can do is put things put measures in place train drivers make sure we do basic checks and all of that to make sure that if something goes wrong are we there to take care of the situation but you cannot mm-hmm. mitigate something you know so uh with uh, i know that's a problem it's a genuine problem but now i don't have sleepless night i keep thinking about it time and again like how do we improvise more on the human safety aspect of it uh but uh, right. it's not that i don't sleep uh now because of that i know i have a team who's in 24 hour support to take care of things if there's an any emergency that happens so build more and more robust system uh but yeah that's how it is like you know unless and until we're able to have this whole autonomous industry where we have driverless cars for us to feel more safe at night i still i yeah. i personally also like feel that you know every time i travel at night as a woman you have this your heart beats like keeps increasing all the time <laughs> and uh, i want to live in a world where i don't i don't feel that 
I also want to be in that world. Uh, but uh, it's going to take its right. own time. It's more about literacy than anything else, I believe. Fair enough. Yes, and it is. It is, of course, and um, it's a constantly evolving problem, yeah. which requires a constantly evolving. <laughs> exactly. Solution. So fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, I want to touch upon uh, you know some of the things that you you know you just you just shared with us at uh, at this point. Um, you know, you you told us about you know a driver that that recommended uh, that that was more than happy that he and was recommending it to to a number of people. You've told us a little insight about uh, in your own case where you could fall asleep you know in uh, on the way in a cab. Uh, and and that's a that's a cause of concern as well. Uh, but I'm I'm certain that you you know you you're gonna have this whole bag of of, of stories when it came to uh, when it came to drive when it came to testing it out yeah. and so on. Um, and I'd like for you to to share with us uh, you know some of the ones that you learned from and maybe some of the ones that you know you you, you pride yourself on. <laughs> I guess uh, when it comes to like learning from a lot of different stories, it's like. Uh, Initially, I guess we had this like, why drivers ask cash for the ride? Okay, uh, why do they cancel on the ride when it's a uh, it's a not cash ride? Even if when you're giving hundred percent of the fare and all of that, and the time you realize there's are right. real time expenses that driver has to pay. Right. Uh, there's a you know, and because uh, a, think of a livelihood of a driver, they they are not someone who live on like a they get a monthly salary and then with that salary they have their whole life sorted they earn today right. they spend today that's how their life works most mm -hmm. of them and that's when we realize because initially right. we used to think like okay even if we are giving 100% we get cancellation why is that happening and uh, you know uh -huh. it's, we keep blaming the parties involved for that and then it was like no it is not about we sending them money it is about feeling that the money that I earn mm -hmm. belongs to me and it's coming to my bank directly or I'm getting that money and that's when we built driver wallet and that's a, a very unique thing that we took like six months to build like as soon as the payment is done we have driver wallets in drive application you click on withdraw and like within 30 seconds the money reflects in your bank account we wanted them to feel that that the money that is lying in their drive wallet is as good as the money in their bank account and is available to them on a click of a button so that the whole journey of understanding the cancellations even if you're having 100% deduction uh, no deduction to like building a wallet for them to give them that sense that my money is with me is such an important factor to how they feel uh, because uh, someone who's been like not paid attention to very long even if you give them something they can't believe it in the first place that and they don't trust you because there's a trust that is broken in this industry specifically for drivers right. and you need to rebuild that and that's going to take its own time so that's something that was a very important learning for us i guess what i take pride in is obviously every time some you meet a drive driver you travel with drive everybody tells me like Pidush, we don't mm -hmm. understand why drive drivers are happy <laughs> and we take pride in that <laughs> like you know the drivers are happy for a very basic reason because they're getting everything that they deserve. I take so much pride and every time I hear this from someone of myself getting to that experience where this driver is happy, he's not cranky, he's not irritated, uh, he's going to be nice with you. All of that happened just because he's getting what he deserves. So that's something is such a proud moment for me. Every time someone tells me I feel so proud uh, that we built this and 
we have this small impact that we are making driver smile well, I'm, and I'm glad that you shared that, you know, that's that's your model, because a lot of us aren't aware of how the systems with some of the other companies work. Right. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I, I, I do is if I take an Uber, I'm, I'm always asking the driver, mm -hmm. how does the system work? Mm -hmm. And I shared I was shared with some uh, some of this insight that they shared with me went like this, is that whatever you pay them uh, on the app mm -hmm. only gets cleared by the end of the week. Correct. Right. Uh, yeah, with the exception of of maybe tips that gets to them, you know, a bit faster, mm -hmm. but they have an account clearance that happens only at yeah, the end of the week. Yeah. So they never know. <laughs> yeah, they never know uh, how much they're gonna earn. But if if you point that out, that his uh, a person's you know day-to-day uh, -day expenses is taken care of because they've got cash in hand, then then truly yes, this is this is something that's 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 working for them yeah. with them in mind. Exactly. Super. Okay, brilliant. Um, right. Okay, we're coming towards we're coming towards the end of the show. So, so I'm gonna have a, I, I can see that there are a few questions that have come in. We're gonna take that, but there's still a few things that, that I want to ask you before uh, you know we we call curtains on the first show of 2024. Uh, and that is um, you know where do you see at this point of time? Um, you you've done something unique in in the Web three space, right? But where do you see this evolving? Where do you see this this industry going? Uh, you know, from the sector of the industry that you're in? See, uh, for me, I guess what we're trying to achieve or drive is something that mobility industry as a whole suffers from. Uh, and the, the bigger vision is to build a decentralized mobility ecosystem as a whole. Because centralization is a core of the problem that exists not just in mobility industry, but in many other industries. Uh, but because my focus remains sure. with the uh, ride hailing space and mobility industry in large, I will I would like to see, and I am sure we'll see more and more decentralized application building deep with food delivery, couriers, anything that move will slowly and gradually achieve decentralization where the value creators will extract the maximum value without a centralized party taking away the maximum away from them. So that's what I believe we will see and as we are like speaking about, you know, at this point, there's so much that has been built in the uh, deep in space and uh, a lot of them are trying to build infrastructures at this point, but those infrastructure will be actually be used to build decentralized mobility based application. And that's what I see, I guess, uh, for this year and next year, we'll see more infrastructure being laid. Uh, and this is the mm -hmm. first time we spoke about decentralized physical infrastructure. Real-world projects have been spoken about, uh, you know, in this year. And slowly we'll see more and more dads being built, which are more real-world applications, which are part of the day-to-day -day life of the people. And I guess that's what Web3 has to achieve, uh, building applications that are part of the daily life of the people. When we do that, I guess that's when the mass adoption happens. Super. That that certainly looks like a, a future we all want to step into. Yeah. Awesome sauce. All right. Um, thank you for sharing that, Fidosh. You know, um, you you've shared with us a lot about what Drive does, how it's empowering. Uh, you know, drivers, riders, uh, the community has as, as a whole, the the places in which it is working towards what putting power into the hands of 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 people who are actually using it actually doing the work uh, and you know and that's fantastic and and having that has obviously 
come from a, from a, a source with you and your team. Um, so I guess my last question that I that I've got for you is um, b- before we take some from from the audience is this right? What's your personal philosophy, right? What, what keeps you going? What wakes you up in the morning? And don't say an alarm clock. <laughs> no, 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 that that. Uh, but I guess for me, I I work every day to sleep as a happy human. Uh, I want to sleep happy, like not just like I want to wake tomorrow, but I want to sleep happy. I go with that philosophy. Did I do enough today, uh, which had like even like a small impact that I can go sleep happy. Uh, and if I'm going to sleep mm-hmm. happy, obviously I'm going to wake up next day with more enthusiasm. So it's about like little progress that you make every day. Uh, little impact slowly right. uh, and gradually will turn to have a bigger impact. So yeah. I don't look for waking up tomorrow, but I look for sleeping as a happy human today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, words to live by, and, can, and I'm certain it resonates with a lot of us that you, you, you know, you give up yourself uh, to do, be able to do your best, and you know, you, you can finally put your head down and rest uh, for a good night's sleep. Exactly. Uh, super, super, super. All right. Great. Uh, that being said, those thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to now switch to some of the questions that have come in from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first one, the, the first one I, I can see here is from Ovi. Uh, what Ovi asks is, uh, what are the criteria? What criteria do riders have for choosing drivers? Uh, you know, how does this contribute to a more personalized experience? It it did touch on how you've. Um, how you've described it earlier, but I think that there is uh, maybe something more that you can add yeah, to it. So what we take into consideration when you see the list of drivers, you see how far they are from your pickup location, what's their rating, what car they're mm-hmm. driving, and how much fare that they are asking. So your preference can be the fare, right. how far they are, what rating they are, what car they have for you to choose. These are the basic combination that we look for, uh, and based on that, you make your choice. Okay. Okay. So you, you you have a range of options you can choose from, and you know, of course, the more drivers that you have on the system, the the better the choices are yeah. for you. Fantastic. Great. Um, the second one that I can see, I can't make out the name just now, but I'll I'll come to that. It says, how does Drive envision to create a self-sustaining ecosystem? Um, you know, and and how does it plan to how does it plan to grow from that? See. Um... Uh, when we talk about building something self-sustainable, it's a long journey and you reach there slowly and gradually. At this point, the idea is to expand, go to more places. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we are focusing on at this point. Once we reach there, then the, obviously the next step is obviously to build a self-sustainable ecosystem. And uh, the idea is eventually we want to have like city-wise DAO and the city is operated by a DAO. Uh, that's what we want to achieve for our uh, eventually where we have decentralized operations in place um but uh, uh, that's a long-term goal that we want to achieve okay um well there you have it td i'm certain that that answers your question that's the one you know it it came from uh the last question i am seeing over here is right uh if somebody wanted to have a part-time job as a driver how do they get started <laughs> see uh it depends upon which location you are in and what are the lo- local mm-hmm. regulations there 
uh, in India, when, where we're operating, you need to have a commercial license and a car with yourself to be a part-time driver or a full-time driver. Uh, so depend mm-hmm. upon, uh, you know, where you are based and can you be a part-time driver with a ride-hailing company is also depend upon the local regulations. Like I know like countries like Singapore, yeah, you can also drive your private car and work part-time which is not allowed in India. So depends right. upon which part of the world you are. And if it is allowed there, you have your car. And if it is allowed, you can be a driver. Okay, super. So so the point is you, you can sign up pretty easily. Yeah. That should not be a problem yeah. just so long as you're compliant with the country's regulations. Absolutely. Okay, super. Good. So that, that answers the question. Thank you, Gloria, for that one. Uh, yep. So that being said, to those who have come to the end of the show, thank you for being our first guest for 2024. Uh, and I hope you had as much fun being on the show as I did. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I was able to answer all your questions and the audience questions. It was really nice speaking today. Super. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Firdosh, the CEO and co-founder of Drive. You've heard about Drive. If you haven't, you can catch the show once again on Twitter Spaces. But more importantly, you can also jump in uh, and find the link for it on Spotify. Um, In addition to that, I'd also like to remind you that um, our co-founders, Natia Bester and Jason Fernandez, are speaking at the WFC in Dubai uh, yesterday and today. They're still there. Uh, if you want to, you know, uh, if you're swinging by that location, swing by, say hi to them, uh, and you're happy to set up a set up a meet as well. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you for being part of the first show that we've had of 2024. We will see you again next week at the same time with more gems that are coming in from the Web3 space. Wherever you are in the world, have a great day. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by AdLunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 